Hello and welcome back to the Football Chat Podcast. It's episode 147 today and we're back. We're going to be talking about the Premier League. We're going to be talking about Chelsea's horrendous loss to West Ham. In fact, should we start with that? Because abysmal is the only word I can think of to describe it. It was awful. It, I, I give up with Chelsea sometimes. It's so infuriating. As soon as we think we're back on the right path, we're you know big point against Liverpool at home, looks to be on the up, and then... A terrible performance yeah. against West Ham, especially defensively. Really poor. We had Lucas Paqueta, of all people, run rings around us. I'm not going to be you know, selling my car to him anytime soon. But it was Unless really you're frustrating. Yeah. That'd be a great one. But yeah, should we talk about the game then? Obviously, the opening goal coming through a James Ward-Prowse corner. I think it's absolutely criminal from Chelsea not to think... You know what? Maybe we should mark the tallest bloke from a James Ward-Prowse corner. So boring. Maybe let's not concede corners. Ward-Prowse is so boring. I'm glad yeah. he was out of the Premier League because he could, could be a set-piece merchant. But he's back again. But West Ham are going to be such a danger in set-pieces this oh, season because they've got great height. I didn't height. beat him at all, apart from that, in the game. Well, he picked up a second assist, he didn't did. he, later on for the Antonio goal. But Chuck Lumaker's goal then, a, a beacon of hope. It was good. <laughs> and they I got thought... injured. I thought that was awful. Yeah, he did get injured. I thought when he when he equalised and Chelsea on top, I thought this is fine. We get the back in. Is, the first half we were much the better. Side. Yeah, much the better. So that Enzo penalty goes in, completely different game. Oh yeah, we we, we either game. we win that two one or it's a two to draw. We don't end up losing. I don't think from that. It's just a frustrating thing at the moment where Chelsea are clearly not playing bad football. We played really well against Liverpool. Unlucky we didn't get more of them that, but yeah. quite fortunate because we started slow. Here, started slow again, but once we got into the game, we were much the better side. We just conceded stupid goals and didn't finish any of our chances. But if you look at the stats from the match, just a clear dominance. 2.49 in XG to 1.8. Obviously, that is inflated due to the due to the penalty, but as you say, West Ham had a penalty, so it doesn't, doesn't impact it too much there. 17 shots to 12 shots, but only four of Chelsea on targets, whereas six of West Ham's yeah. were. And that's, that makes a difference. And obviously, Ariola had a great game, saved the penalty, made a plentiful amount of saves um, as well. While Robert Sanchez... Flats around. Um, still got a lot of question marks. So why we bought him? He, was, he, he got benched by Jason Steele. It feels like we spent money else, everywhere else, apart from goalkeeper. I don't know why we didn't just go 50 mil for Coble. Yeah. 50 mil for my nan. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe my nan wouldn't have gone 50 mil. But so there's a lot of players out there. I don't care how much it costs. Anyone better than Robert Sanchez? But if you look at Kepa and Sanchez, is is there a massive jump up in no. quality? Probably not. So, I, I yeah, it worries me that we've signed another goalkeeper. Especially since Kepa can play out from the back, as Poch wants him to. Sanchez can't. Sanchez just can't really play out I'll from the back. I'll go get Bergstrom at this rate. <laughs> Pulling up from the Reddies. Give him a go. Yeah, obviously Salinas now out on loan and yeah. KAS Oypen, I believe. You've got Marcus Bettinelli to shift. Yeah, could get involved. Well, okay, yeah. But yeah, obviously then West Ham second goal coming through Antonio. That was a really frustrating one to concede because firstly, Cole gets muscled off way too easily. I know it's Antonio, but you've got to just yeah. throw your weight around a bit more. De Sassi, just step onto him. If you step onto him, he can't shoot. But he stands back and allows Antonio the time and the space to strike from the far corner. Had, and Robert Sanchez needs to save it. He's had, Sanchez had such a strange start because I think he was he wasn't great in the first. He was he was could have done more against Diaz. At, at, it was as I said, yeah, in the Liverpool. He was he wasn't great for the first twenty odd minutes in the Liverpool. And then he scored, and then he had seventy minutes where he did really well. And then again, he just didn't. He wasn't there. It's going to take time for him to adapt to the Premier League. I think it's, I think it was an odd choice to start him. But then he says, "Why are we starting know. him? You've got Fafana, you've got Badishina." Well, Fafana's out injured. Badishina is a left footed centre half. I don't care. They can play both feet. They can't. They should be able to play. They can. They've got two feet. If you want them on the on the right side, well, we could play Trevor Chalaber, but I I want to. I I don't know. If we're playing a three back, the Sassy sort of had to start. I don't know why we were playing a three back. Why are we set up so defensively against West Ham? That's really so concerning for me. I don't know what Poch is doing. But I don't, I, but Ch- like, but I don't know if it was a full-back because it looked like Carl could have been left-back. Chilwell flying up at the left wing, which if we are playing him left wing, why are we not playing so Mudrick? Exactly. And we didn't have a right winger. Well, yeah. Really. Do you think the second half downfall was a lot due to the change? Obviously, Kainchak Kwameka coming off at half-time due to injury. Mudrick came on into the middle of the park. I don't know if that was the right call. 
We don't have a choice. So Ayaka is injured. No, I know, but we have other midfielders. We could have thrown in Leslie Ugachakwe. We could have thrown in Moise Kaysay. we're crap. Mudrik, it's been over a year now. Cut the excuses. He's got to turn up. If not, we've got to think like that. It did look sort of like a front three at times. I don't really know. Chelsea's system is very fluid. But it did look like Carney was playing on that left yeah. wing rather than as a midfielder that pushed forwards and then Sterling on the right. Sterling was very good. Don't think that we've mentioned that yet. He had a really, really good game. He did, he did. He, he looked really sharp on the ball. He looked really good running in between defenders. In general, it wasn't too bad. I thought Nick Jackson was really good again. He seems like an absolute handful. He's, got to, he's just got to stop lashing at chances. The amount of times he, kept, he, I mean, he did it in the level game, he kept smacking it over the bar or putting it wide. He had another couple in that in the West Ham game where he did exactly the same. Remember that? The ball in from Chilwell that he just headed miles over the bar. Yeah. It's that I think that's that'll come with time though, and he will get a goal. But it's players like Madrid where the questions have got to be asked. That was a hundred million, you know, you know, in, in January. Yeah. We're looking at nearly over a year that, of happening. That, that's the big difference, isn't it? Jackson has been yeah. afforded that time because he's thirty million. He's only played two games and he already looks like doing more than Madrid did. I don't think Mudrick for 100 mil is a great transfer. I'm going to be honest. I don't. I don't think that's a bold shout. We'll see how he develops, but I don't ever think he's going to get to the point where I go 100 million was a good amount of money. Conor Gallagher still isn't good enough. I like him. I think he's a decent player. I just don't think he's a Chelsea player. He didn't do too badly though. He didn't. He didn't. But that's the problem. He isn't a Champions League winning player. He isn't a no, he, he isn't. But he's also not a Chelsea starter anymore. Shouldn't be. He started the first two games of the season, but with Lafia joining and Moise Caicedo joining, he doesn't start anymore. He's a should brilliant we, rotation option, in my opinion. Should we talk about Caicedo? Because he came probably, on and yeah. probably had the worst debut I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, failed to really make an impact apart from conceding a penalty. Gave but... away a penalty, smashed one into Rose Ed, and that was about it. Yeah, he did He did struggle to adapt, which is weird because he's played in the Premier League for the last time. Yeah. Also, I know he, was, he, he, he hasn't played in a few months because he didn't play for Brighton. And also, he did really get pretty sick. But mm-hmm. I just don't know. He looked unfit, I would yeah. say. He looked really unfit. I think we don't start him against Luton, in my opinion. No. I think he can like get, get Lavia involved. If he's fit, let's get Lavia involved. Who do we start? Because Uga Chakwin? I look at who plays West Ham. I think half that 11 deserves to be benched. I don't. I don't think we were that bad. I think we actually played some really good football. It's just a couple errors and the fact that our goalkeeper can't save anything. But cost no, them. but I can't. I, I don't want our whole thing to be the whole year if our goalkeeper didn't save it. Well, if you look at it's look just... at the football ratings, the entire attacking portion was green apart from Chilwell, but he dropped six point nine. So not he was a point one off a of green anyway. Defend, we can't have that defensive performance. Still six point six, six point six, six point seven. It's fairly average from oh, the back lines for a team that conceded three I goals. Think that's very high. I don't. I don't think we played that badly. Sanchez five point four. He should have saved the Antonio chance, but that's definitely on Sassi because he should have stepped up to him, but also on Sanchez because he got a glove to it, he just couldn't like, save he, it. I know it's Antonio, but you shouldn't get... He got flung. Yeah. He got sent. It's like it was, it was like he was a 12-year-old boy versus a 30-year-old man. It was ridiculous. It sort of is. Well, he should do better, didn't he? <laughs> and the, but, the, yeah. I mean, the penalty was crap from Caicedo. I don't know why in the 90... 95th minute, while you're doing that, just stupid. Yeah. And then, yes. then, yeah, first goal. It's just frustrating. Two set pieces and a, a one-on-one chance. Yeah, it, there's definitely work to do. I don't know why we're still playing the three-back. It feels to me that we should play. Yes, I think I, I think against Luton we'll play 4-2-3-1. You'd like I, to I think? I bloody hope so, because the whole point of Poch coming in is that we'd get rid of this three-back that we've played for the last few years. Very up and down in terms of success. Well, that, that's the problem with, with any team that sets up a three at the back is you then have to either change the entire squad, which we have, or we haven't changed our wing-backs. So we're sort of stuck but I now. think Chilwell and Reese are good enough to play full-back. Reese definitely. Chilwell, I have questions. Well, all I've seen... Do what, Martinson? Martinson's very good, but he's also very attacking. They're both very attacking. I'm not, I'm not, oh. We could play Colwell there for, to, for Friday. I but think Chilwell's fine. For me, Chilwell is a very, very good attacking fullback. A very... He's he's a good good finisher, good crosser. Mm. In that portion of the pitch, in that top left third, roaming down that wing, very very fun. Whenever we've got the ball in our own half, he is a bit of a liability. He concedes possession way too easily. He's a bit sloppy with his passing. He often leaves men unmarked. It's, it, he is a little bit of a liability in my opinion, but I still rate him highly, and I think that that is something that can be trained. You can train 
positioning, you can train passing. What you can't train is his instinctive bombing forwards and getting involved. So I, I don't yeah, think there's too much to worry about there. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's too much cause for concern. Other debuts, we had one debutant, Malagusto. What do you think of him in his debut? He kind of didn't really do much, but I don't really mind that. Nah, he, uh, well, according to Football, he put in a really good, a really decent performance, 7.2 on his debut. 73 touches, a successful dribble, pass, one pass, two passes into the final third, very good. A couple of interceptions, recovery, stuff like that. Um, not a bad. One most of his ground jewels. Pretty decent. I see, he kind of just did what you're meant to do as a right wing back, and that's what you want from your backup. Yeah. Just to come in and do the, do a job. You, I'm not expecting him to do what Reese James does, I'm just expecting him to come in and not be crap. And that's He, he wasn't, so that's fine. Yeah, and I think once he grows into the Premier League, because I think there's still a little bit of a physical yeah. disadvantage from Malo Gusto, but I think he's still a really exciting player. Overall, it's actually not too bad a performance, I don't think. You look at the scoreline and you go, ah, oh, Chelsea is still shite, waste all this money and all this. But if you watch the match, Chelsea were the better team. It's just silly things like not finishing chances oh, honestly, that is and conceding of... stupid chances. So the most infuriating things I find is when people don't actually watch the football game just see the result and then comment on it. Well, that'll be the people, you know, the people commenting clown emojis and wanting awesome and joining. They didn't watch the game. They just saw the result. Or they did watch the game, but they don't have the understanding of football. So they just go, oh, well, we didn't win, so we must be bad. If you actually watch the match, we did not play badly. We just conceded to silly errors. And I think once those get cut out of this system, which they should with time, it's just about having time and patience and trusting Poch to, to iron out those little errors. But overall... Yeah. I think I've got great optimism under Pochettino. I think that what is the point in being a football fan if you just think negatively? I really don't get it. Well, yeah, for me, you've just got to you just got to back them. Yeah, and Luton has to be a convincing win. Oh, obviously, that if not, then I have questions. But I love Luton Town. If we do not beat Luton Town, then I will get and I will think negatively and I will have questions of Pochettino. Depending on because if you're telling me we've got a draw to Liverpool, a loss to West Ham, and a drop a point at, at home to Luton, oh no. Yeah, I mean, unless we've got Anthony Taylor on ref and he just keeps giving Luton penalties every five minutes for absolutely no reason. Yeah, that's, I don't know. But yeah, shall we move on? Sure. Because we've got some other exciting topics to talk about today. Cool. We're going to go back a day and we're going to talk about the Saturday game between Tottenham and Manchester United. Harry, how impressive were Tottenham for you? Because you've been slating them all summer. How good do you think they, they played? I think they're all right. <laughs> good. No, no, but I think Man United were, were off the pace massively and they yeah. didn't have midfield. And I think whenever you play anything that's no midfield, you're bound to do well because you just have to run through it because it's not that. Yeah. Tottenham did play well. There's still a lot of things to work out. And I think it's a better opposition. They do not win. Like, I, 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 I honestly believe exactly like, if they played Brentford again this week I still think they'd have drawn or they would have or lost but United were rubbish they were absolutely rubbish yeah just lacked everything and they're, they're, I'm, I thought they'd be up there for the title race United and they've looked right I, I actually thought that in the first half United were the better team I think they created a few more chances Tottenham still looked really good but after half time, Tottenham looked really excited. I don't yeah. know. I can't. I don't know what it was that that Postecoglou changed, but they pressed different. They pressed slightly differently. I really, I'm really. Their pressing shape really intrigues me. They've got so at the moment, Madison pushes forwards with Richarlison mm. to to almost have two pressing the back line, and then they create a free with Son Kuzewski and is it Saar that put? I can't remember. If it was Saar or first player midfield. The same. I think it was Saar that pushed forward. So it created like a 2-3, then the wing-backs invert to form another three, and then you've got your two centre-halves. Really intriguing out-of-possession system, and it looks like that in-possession at times as well. So it just means you have this really over, a massive overload, because you've got players everywhere to pass to. Leaves them a little light in midfield, I would say, but with the wing-backs inverting, it's not too big a problem. It doesn't matter, because you know I didn't have anyone there. Exactly. Ten Hag, sort yourself out. Look in the mirror, mate, because he is a very smart bloke. I don't know how long it's going to take him to work out that Bruno Mount and Casemiro does not work. Well, this is intriguing me as well, is when do United fans lose lose patience with Ten Hag? Because, quite frankly, they were crap against Wolves and got very fortunate in that game that Wolves haven't bought a striker yet. And against Tottenham, they look completely off the pace. I mean, they've got Forest this weekend, so that'll be a big teller. 
Forest yeah. at home, you that has to be a win. Yeah, it does. And um, you know, Forest side that have pre-fair looked pretty decent in their first two games, so it won't be easy. So if United are off the pace again, they'll get punished. Mm. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there. I think though, yeah, United a lot of work to be done, and as yeah. you say, they should be winning. They've got. A, I think they play Arsenal the week after that, don't they? Oh, yeah, so Arsenal on the on Sunday the 3rd of September, that is not a very nice game no. if you're in a bad run of form. So it's not looking great for top, for uh, Man United right now, looking very good for Tottenham. I think they're one of the more, more exciting teams in the league. They're very exciting. Yeah. But yeah, should Tottenham fans be optimistic then? Probably not, because you support Tottenham. I'd never, be, honestly, I'd, I'd never be optimistic if I was a Tottenham fan. But do, do you think Tottenham could get top four? No. Why not? They can't keep us up for 38 games. Why not? Because they haven't got a striker. They have. Richarlison is not going to score. He's not. He doesn't deliver the goals they need for a top four finish. I think he will. He won't. I think once you get the right wingers into the right. Look at right. Look at the game on. Look at the game on Saturday. Uh, uh, yeah, Saturday. The goal that came was because Kulusevski, for the first time in the game, actually took the ball to the byline and crossed but it. He like possibly there, it was Saar. Yeah, but on other occasions it will be Richardson. There's a load of times in that game where Kudusevsky and Richardson were the only two forward on, and Son as well. But he could, could have crossed the ball, but because he didn't want to take players on, he shied away in the corner. Or he tried to take players on and realised he can't, he's Kudusevsky. <laughs> so it, it created this weird situation. But if they, just, if they get a winner who can deliver the ball to Richardson, Richardson will get it. I just think for Richardson, it's either he's in the wrong position. Or oh the wingers aren't right, or oh the weather's not correct for him. Like when what when is he going to score a goal? When it is good? When is it going to be right for him to score? A I goal? think he definitely has to score soon, but I do think he's that he's scored one goal since he joined Tottenham in the Premier League. That's yeah. last, last year. The problem is people compare him to Kane too often. He definitely should score more. I'm not saying I'm not saying he, he should though because he's the one that they're replacing Kane with. But Kane because the biggest criticism I've seen of Richardson is people saying people defending him saying well he doesn't get the ball and then people going well Kane would always go and get the ball. The difference is if Richardson tries to go and get the ball, Postecoglou will be furious because that is not what he wants from his number 9. His number 9 is very much to sit on that last oh, yeah. defender and be ready but for the, the break. Clueless idiots because they well, it's, you, well, it's because they they watched Harry Kane for the last few years and yeah. expect a striker that's going to drop in and receive the ball because he's gone. Don't blame him. He's going to win the Bundesliga. But, but do you think then Tottenham need another striker? Yes. I I, I don't think you can rely on Richardson for a 38 game season. I honestly okay. don't think you can. And Son isn't the same player that's going to, you know, get, you know, 10 goals, 10 assists a year. Kulusevski, why did you sign him? I think he was a one-lone wonder and Postecoglou clearly doesn't want him. Saar yeah. had a good game despite his previous performances being rubbish. For me, Tottenham should keep with Richardson until January. See how many he's scored. Because I think he'll still be in a good position in January to pass. I'm going to say he'll score one. I think he'll have 10 by January. All right. There we go, keep, we go. <laughs> keep up with that, everyone. Uh, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't think he's that very good anymore. Then, yeah, then so then my uh, if Richardson hasn't performed by January, go and look at Ivan Tony. Because I think he'd be. I think Tony would be idiot to go. Why? Because Brentford are better. Right, they, they just are. aren't. They, they are. just aren't. Yeah, I'm this. Oh, they got Johan Visser then. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't. I, I need to see more from Tottenham. Okay. Because I think, yes, they won 2-0. Yes, it was a good performance. But against any other top six, seven, eight side in the Premier League, they lose. Salah's brilliant, though. Brilliant's a big style. word. He, he looked <laughs> big word for you, yeah. No, he looked good. No, he looked excellent. He was, no, he was not excellent. He's really bringing back those, what he, what he really showed at uh, Mets a couple of years ago. Very exciting player. I think he's got a big future ahead of him. What? Mets. I could look good at that Mets. You I could couldn't look good at Mets. Okay, I look, could look good in League 1, though. No, you wouldn't. Put me in the middle of the park in League 1. I don't you get... You'd get mint. I would not get mint. You would be blowing after literally five minutes. Okay, I'm going to put me... Football would have to create a new rating system... Just right. to factor in your performance. Right. No, they wouldn't. But no, I think Saar's really exciting. I think he really works for this team. What Saar does so well is picks up that ball and drives it forward. And the amount of lines of press that you can break by having someone that just drives the ball forward is really I think really I useful. need to see them play against the national midfield, though. 
Because okay. there was there wasn't one for United. So Saka could just run and then no one would stop him. Because Mount and Bruno were up and there was a lot of space the the area. Area. and Casemiro. I, I mean I saw I agree was it Jamie Carragher who said it or Gap? Casemiro, yeah, there's got to be question marks Casemiro. Because last year he had, every now and again he had those woeful performances. And the yeah. first two games this season, he's looked really poor as well. I don't think that's Casemiro's fault. I think it's the system's fault. He is so isolated. I know, though. but still. I, I know. Did you see that that Borgs game? He was having a mark of four players at the same time. I don't know what, ten, what, what, what McTominay's done to Tenard. Well, I mean, you can't play McTominay DM. Yeah. No, play him in that midfield three. Why are you playing, playing Bruno and Mount? They're both equally rubbish. They're both attacking midfielders, so they're not going to work in they're it. Still both equally they're rubbish. both playing as eights at the minute, which just doesn't work. But yeah, I think they need a midfielder. They're still linked with Amrabat, but that doesn't seem to be moving very quickly. Mount is very much out of form. And Bruno, uh, and United fans, come at me, I don't care. He's not a captain material. And he, I don't think he's that good. Who would you give the armband to? That's a Luke Shaw. Yeah, fair enough. That would have been my shout mm-hmm. as well. Because Varane may well go to Saudi yeah. Arabia. You can know he's going to Lissandra Martinez. And I was going to say... If you're captain to rain calm and he just chopped his <laughs> legs out. You can't give your, your the armband no. to someone nicknamed The Butcher. No. Bruno's not a leader. He just whinges all the time. I don't get how United fans like him because I don't think he's very good and I think he's a twat. Okay. Just watching him on the football pitch though. He's so infuriating to play against. Exactly. That's why they like him. But I can watch my. That's no, why home. That's why home team fans he, like Richard. But if he played for Chelsea, yeah, and I, and I, I, I would, I'd, want, I'd want him gone. Because he rolled around yeah. the floor like that and whinged and whined like a baby, then I'd want him gone. I don't understand that. But I think I think that is one of the reasons why they're doing so badly. A bit like Neymar, isn't he? Yeah, clearly a talented player. Well, Neymar's a lot more talented. It's right. very different. There. I don't think I still don't think Bruno's that very good. Take okay. out his penalties and take out his whining and then look how good he is. I don't think he's that good. Yeah. Right, final prem thing before we move on to some different topics. Ooh. Shall we discuss Mitrovic? Alexander Alexander Mitrovic left Fulham to join Al Hilal. Because he loves money and has no morals. But he's gonna have a great fun out there. Fulham though now have a big hole. But fifty two million pounds to replace it. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Shall we get into some replacements? So we've both brought some options to the table today. Yeah. You guys at home, feel free to get involved in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. There are no Spotify comments, unfortunately, but you can just sort of shout at your phone and we might hear it. But <laughs> give on the comments of who you think they should replace him with. We've got a couple options then. Do you want to give us your first option, Harry? Yeah, this one is more of a... So I've got kind of more of a safe one than more of a bit of a more out there one. Bit of a pie in the sky. A bit realistic yeah. and then a bit, yeah. Uh, the first one involves them spending absolutely no money out of the fifty-two million. Right. Trying think, I'm trying to think what's striking yeah. available. Move to Dembele on a free. Um, that don't doesn't he have bad blood with Fulham? He used to. He, used he to did use the play for Fulham in back in 2016, but since then he's gone for Celtic, which is a completely new experience. And yeah, he is at Leon, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, he was what at was Leon. Fair? I'm just going to double check he's still on a free agent. But he, he is. Yeah, but he is. He's a very good player. And he, he's kind of just what, what Mitrovic did, but, but he's angry. Yeah. He's just going to bully the centre halves with his height and with his physicality and very, very powerful shot. He, he does fit the same sort of profile as Mitrovic. I just think he clashes too much with Raul Jimenez. Also, just out of, has he gone somewhere? He has. Hold that thought. He's gone to Al Etafaki. Oh, God, God. Because I, I, I don't get the Saudi, I don't watch the Saudi news. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> you hate to see it. Another that one bites the dust. Mouta Dembele. Not Mouta Dembele. Are you going to go for Harry? <laughs> now I'm going to first check this one. I did double check. I did no, check no, I, this. I think this... I, I did double check this before, um, before we did this as well. When you, is... when, you Google, when you Google him, he still comes up with um, free transfer, but clearly Google on the same page. This guy is still at his club that he should be at. Uh, this one is a bit more out there. Santiago Jimenez. That would be a great final. It's a big shout and he's going to be a lot of money. The problem for me is I think there's going to be another Premier League club interested in him. Yes, Wolves. Um, who picks Wolves? I mean, Everyone. 
No, no, no you don't put the walls Prospects. over. Prospects. Gary no. O'Neill. <laughs> no, I did not. No, you don't do that. He was very good last year and was final on the Eredivisie. He is a very, very good player. He is a very, very good player. And although if you compare it to, if you compare it to Mitrovic, they are much better. Obviously, Eredivisie, the Premier League, is probably a bit more, there's a bit of a tax there. A but little bit. I just, I think he's a very good player. A lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, he was valued 22 million, but it's giving you a lot more yeah, than he, that. He perfectly replaces that, that um, Mitrovic he profile. Does. Tall, does. strong. Strikes the ball I really think well. I will take them because they bought him for four million at the start of last season. I think they've very much take the massive profit that they've overturned of nearly probably 20, 30, 40 million. I was gonna say, I'm thinking mm. it's going to look more like 40, 50, but yeah, it, it feels like that one feels very unrealistic. I think Jimenez may well leave it another season before getting a big, yeah. bigger move. I mean, he's a bit, he is only five foot nine, so he's a bit smaller than Mitrovic, not quite the same presence. But still yeah. a very good striker. For me, he would he would be the sort of ideal Ossiman replacement for yeah. Napoli. Yeah. Or I think Serie A basically is where he should end yeah. up. Because I was going to mention clubs like Inter and such. But yeah, I think Napoli fits in perfectly. He hasn't gone anywhere yet. No. I think he'll see the season out with Feyenoord. I've gone for some different options then. Because I think Raul Jimenez is a really nice, really nice signing. Around €6 million. Euros. It's not bad at all. I can't. I don't know what that rates to in pounds. But... Why is it euros? It's between two Premier League. No, I saw it in euros. Because Jorge Mendes is loves euros. I hate him. Loves any money. Loves all money. Mainly Saudi money. But of course he does. Yeah, looking at their options then. Fulham like to have a tall striker up front. Yeah. Like that presence up front. I think Raúl Jiménez replaces that. But I I looked at some other players, some different sort of options. First of which is Follerin Balogun. He's not in favour, clearly, at Arsenal. They, Jesus is injured and they've chosen to give Nketiah more minutes rather than give Balogun a, Balogun a shot. Why? Clearly, he's out of favour. I think he'd be a really good addition. He's you really are... good at chasing the ball in behind. He's a good, great finisher as well. And given the fact you've got Jimenez, it gives him that sort of margin to fail. As yeah. if, if, you know, if you know what I mean. Sort of, he can make mistakes because there's another striker there. He's not the only striker. Yeah. They can rotate there. So... For me, he's a relatively low-risk signing. He's obviously got some experience of Premier League in that he's been in the Premier League club. He hasn't played in the Premier League, yeah. I don't think, if he has just a couple of minutes here and there. But... And to be fair, Arsenal do have a good uh, history of players leaving and having a better future elsewhere. Leno, they've got Leno, one of their own club. Martinez. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if Balogun was to leave. The opposite of Brighton, where all their players leave and become shite for some reason. Yeah. Sell them all for 100 million, none of them do any good. <laughs> But yeah, I think Balogun's a really, really exciting player. My other option was just to replace a Serbian with a Serbian. Luka Jovic. I think he's a really what? decent player. Honestly, what happens that bloke? He was brilliant at Frankfurt. Then yeah. went around, did nothing. And then but went that to was the Fiorentina system, wasn't it? And... Was that Marco Rosa at Frankfurt, I want to say? No, he was at Gladbach. So whoever the manager was at Frankfurt, they had a really exciting system and played some nice stuff. Sabaler had the same thing. He yeah. moved to West Ham and was shite. Clearly still a good player because then he's gone to Ajax and Dortmund and done well there. But besides the point, Jovic got his big move to Real Madrid. Actually, at Fiorentina last season, looked really, really good. Yeah, We saw that, obviously, conference league finally looked quite decent in that match. For me, Jovic is a, is a really, really talented footballer. Yeah. I think in the Premier League, he would be able to shine. So I think it'd be a good pick-up for Fulham. And again, relatively low risk because you've got Raul Jimenez, who is yeah. your proven Prem yeah. striker, is your your tall marksman. You then have Luka Jovic, either as your starting uh, sort of a shorter forward, uh, different sort of option, or as a as a bench bench option. So for me, either of those would be really good additions. Yeah, And they both yeah. bring something really different to what they've got already in that front. But they have to replace him because Raul Jimenez won't cut it. No, and also... He can't have that big break because his head injury. Exactly. And then he's kind of come back and he's just not the same player. No. He was really good you know, when well, Wolves first but, got back to the Premier League. But also Wolves aren't the same team. No, He got injured two managers ago. Yeah, <laughs> That's under, under Nuno, when they're a bit more Portuguese. No, no, not even. He got injured because they've had Lager, then Lopetegui, now Gary O'Neill. So he's had. There's been loads of changes. But it has been. He hasn't. He didn't. Hasn't played for Wolves since Nuno, has he? Yeah, he played under Lager. But he got. He's he got injured under Nuno. That's when he got his injury. No, he got injured under um, Lager. Did he? Bruno Lager, yeah. Are we sure? 
Yeah. I thought he got injured ages ago. Raul, you mean... No, he wasn't out for like two years, was he? I thought he was out for a good... good year, but... Yeah. If we look at... Where is he? Oh, he's not in the Wolves oh, quite, yeah. obviously, for God's sake. I thought he got injured around that 2017, 18 time. No! Do you think he was in a coma? <laughs> no. What do you think he's been for the last five years? I swear it was quite a while ago. I thought it was during lockdown. So, he played two games in the last season and he played 15 in the season before. It and then he got injured. No. I thought it was 2021 season when he played 10. No. Why did he play 10 that season then? Don't know. Injured. Well, exactly. There you go. Not head. How do you know? He did not get in. He's not been out with a head injury since 2020, 2021. He's been out for the whole thing, isn't Right. I've got to find this out now. I thought I thought he got injured in, in, during lockdown. Right or wrong? No. Right. No. Oh my god! He got injured ages ago. Oh my god! Seventeenth of August, twenty twenty one. So the. Hang on. No. Yeah, he got injured in November twenty twenty. There you go. And he was, yeah, that's why he only played ten games. Yeah, he's been out a while. Knowledge. Ball knowledge. But why did he then play thirty four games and only score six goals, and then only played fifteen in last season? Because Lago didn't like him, they bought him, he bought Neto oh, and all that. No, clear was good. So, yeah, he has been for a load of all managers because they've had. <laughs> yeah, and he got, so he got injured under noon now, as I said. And he, so he missed from November right. to August. You know, in November, that, that, that's a good, that's a yeah. good eight, eight, nine months there. Yeah, he, he got a fractured skull. Fractured skull. Fractured skull. Pretty difficult, that. Not fun. No, no, he's got, they got away that head thing, hasn't he? Does he? Yeah, I think so. He's got, he's got away something on the side of his head. Not, not, like, not like Petr Cech style, but he's just got right. something that's... That would be cool, though, wouldn't he? Run around with Petr Cech. hat on, yeah. Would be decent. Anyway, <laughs> next topic. We've got a couple more to cover before we call it a day. We're going to travel on down to the Championship. Three matches into the season. We haven't spoken about the second division not of England happened. yet. So much has been going on. It's a very exciting one league. Day, one day we get down Lee turn to about they get random blokes to run the line. <laughs> we will one day. In fact, great. We can jump into that. Now, Portsmouth's obviously having no officials. All of their officials got Portsmouth? injured. Yeah, Portsmouth. Oh, yeah, Martin Portsmouth. All their officials got injured and then the one of the fans in the semi league they get, get over the PA system and go, does yeah. anyone here have the qualifications to run the line? <laughs> <laughs> and then some bloke God. comes down in his jeans. But yeah. Like, so, championship time. Yeah. What club was we specifically talking about? Well, we're going to be talking about Ipswich Town. Now, we uh, obviously have spoken about these in the past a lot. They had a very good season in League One last season. We did a little yeah. review of that at the end of the season. But, we're talking about them this season because they are starting very, very strong. They play Leeds this weekend. But going into this game, three wins from three. They also won the FL Cup. So they've won every game this season. They're sit top of the championship as we speak today. Do you think they're realistic candidates to go up to the Premier League? I, I think they've built up good. I don't think they'll be up. I don't think they'll keep this up all season. You know, looking at their... You know, they look QPR are rubbish. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Stoke at home was a big win. Sunderland's Sunderland, away. That was, that, was a, that was a huge win. This weekend will tell me a lot because I think Leeds have been crap. <laughs> Shock. Yeah. <laughs> they've yeah. been really poor. So... If they do fail to win that game, that'll be a sort yes, of time they're not quite at that top, top quality level yet. I think it's going to be interesting. To see. I don't know if you're up for the whole season. Because right now yeah. they're in good form. But as soon as one or two... In, in, with the Championship, anything can happen. Honestly, anything happens in this league. It is mental. Yeah. And wh- one or two losses can suddenly see well, you drop right down I mean, the table. We saw it last season. QPR were top of the league after like a couple matches. Yeah. And they almost got relegated. I don't think they need. I don't. They don't want to start getting ahead of themselves just yet. No, of course. I think not. they're going to win the league after three games. But they do. They are playing some really nice football. They and have looked good. I and think. Be, I think. I think most of it comes down to their recruiting. You know, they yeah. brought in Nathan Broadhead in January of last season. In the I believe so. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, did really well in yeah. the first few months there in League One. Um, and he's because he is a championship quality player. Obviously. Yeah, we're well, for Everton. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant player. Brilliant pick up that George Hurst. As well, coming in on a permanent, he was on loan with them last season, signed yeah, from Leicester yeah. on a permanent this summer. Connor Chapman looks like he's carrying on his form from last season. I think yeah. so far they've had players who were really good in League One that are cutting it in the championship. And we've got Leif Davis who was playing Premier yeah. League football two years ago. Yeah, and it's but it's about how long can they, how long these players cut it for when they yeah. start playing against the teams like Leicester and Southampton and Leeds, as you say, the Premier League quality sides. 
how will they face off? It's yeah. interesting to see. I think, it, I think it, as you say, it will be really exciting. It will be really interesting. I also think we're yet to see anything really from Amari Hutchinson, which is a dangerous yeah. prospect. I yeah. mean, he's not he's barely played for them, but yeah. I think if you start giving him more, more and more minutes, he will shine. He's a very, very talented player. We know that, of course, um, as, as Chelsea fans and a lot of him in the academy. And I think very exciting player. Plaudits have to go to Kieran McCann. He's played, they play very good football yeah. and he did really well, similar to Michael Carrick. They both left United, took up managerial roles in the Championship and League One, respectively. Now they're both in the Championship. McKenna Ball is pretty good. Man. There's is. a lot of Ipswich mm. fans that get very hyped over it. But also, don't get ahead of yourselves. we need to have a serious conversation about how good Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is. Because they're both Ole yeah. Gunnar Solskjaer, yeah. like, what do you call them? Protégés. Protégés. They're both the protégés of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So maybe Solskjaer was a genius. He just maybe. needed that time. Maybe. But yeah. I think I think they play some really nice stuff at Switch. I think they are going to be up. In, they're definitely going to be top half this season. I don't think they're going to win the league. No, I think the highest they'll um, be is a playoff semi-final defeat. Okay. I think they could get playoffs, but they won't win the playoffs. Yeah, but, fair enough. I mean, they're the only team on maximum points apart from Leicester, who equally have looked very good, but that's expected. That's Leicester should piss this league. Leicester should score a hundred goals. I get mean, so far more points than they actually can. So far, they beat Cardiff two one, Huddersfield one 0 They're not convincing. They're not easy for themselves, but they should be. They got Rotherham away, actually seven 0 because Rotherham yeah. are crap. In terms of other clubs, I think Norwich have looked really good. Yeah, Norwich have played some really, really nice stuff recently, and I think you know their own, their own, the only reason they aren't right at the top there is because that Southampton draw, yeah. which I don't think is anything no. really to be ashamed of. And I think si- same situation for Southampton as well. So I think that'll be a really interesting game, the East Anglian derby, somewhere around New Year time, where it's if both sides right, keep this form up. That should be a brilliant game, absolutely brilliant game. A sixteenth of September, uh, December, sorry, December, yeah. That's it's going to be a really good match, mm. especially if they're both right up there challenging for it. Over the recent years, because I've been in the cup competitions, or it's been when one side's really playing really well and one side's not. Well, exactly, really if you think now, back to the last sort yeah. of league, the last time they met in the league, Norwich won it and it yeah. finished like mid table, so there wasn't that real competitive double. I yeah, still think it, it may well have won, I believe. But... I think it's at your home as well. They've got T Fair, yeah. Portman Road, because it's a big stadium compared to most in the, in the lower leagues of football. It's a it's a big atmosphere to go to. And but I don't think they'll keep up. But I said thirty-eight game season, didn't I earlier? They won't keep up forty-six. Yeah. So you've got. Well, I think Leicester could be right up there. I think Southampton could be right up there. I think Norwich look really good at the moment. I think Ipswich obviously look really good at the moment. Will they keep that up? Time will tell. Yeah. Birmingham no. right up there at the moment. Rubbish. But they have beaten Leeds. They have. But I think I think it's actually long way to go. Of There's course, still forty three games. That, that's the thing. The championship's and so unpredictable. Two teams to touch on. Sheffield Wednesday could win it. What has happened to Middlesbrough? They've lost. Yeah. They didn't get Jake Ramsey or Cameron Archer back. They lost two Bratpom, and suddenly they look rubbish. They, they so a loss to Millwall, a loss to Coventry. No, he's going. He's gone. They've got. They haven't. That's why they haven't replaced them. They don't. Aaron Ramsey and Cameron Archer they didn't replace him with, yeah, with uh, Speak, you know, uh, speaking of Tuber Atpom did you see Neil Warnock's quote about him no they, uh, he was asked about it on some show I can't remember what he was asked on it but he said something along the lines of I hope Ajax haven't spent a load of money on him or something like that because he's not a very good player and he only had one good season and all this and it's like no wonder because then someone clipped that uh, quoted that with a clip of Akpom talking about Carrick yeah. and he was saying I've finally got a manager who believes and trusts in me yeah. I've finally got a manager who believes in my quality and you can see no wonder he believes that because yeah. clearly Neil Warnock had no had no <laughs> belief in him at all so. but I think when does the pressure lie on Carrick you know sitting 23rd after three games yeah. also Daniel Farker and Leeds quite possibly the worst football club in <laughs> England they've had a, not a very nice fixture list so far Cardiff, Birmingham West Brom Birmingham, 91st minute penalty. That's a tough Again, one to take. Ipswich and then Sheffield Wednesday will sell a lot. Cardiff took a 95th minute equaliser. And West Brom, again, they went behind at home. When they even Leeds, conceded to Shrewsbury. When did Leeds ever go behind at home? The whole point is they are kind of... Their home crowd is their identity. Yeah. Because it is meant to be a hostile, horrible place to go. Teams are now rocking up there and just playing normally. The next few games are going to be really interesting because they've got Ipswich, which is a big test. Oh, uh, yeah, away. Sheffield's Wednesday at home. They yeah. should hit double figures. Millwall, Hull. Millwall, Millwall Leeds. It's going to be the most disgusting. 
<laughs> right, the police presence required on that stadium is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be the biggest thing you've ever seen. Everyone's going to run out of money because they're, they're going through everything. They're going to need more police, more police people than than, than crowds. Yeah. But like, I think two per one Millwall fans yeah. should just balance it out nicely. It's going to be an interesting one, that. Then they've got Hull. I'll have to hop down for a laugh. <laughs> I don't want to die. They put me up in a box. I'll put a hell of The blocks of bulletproof yeah. windows. <laughs> then they've got Hull. Hull have been doing all right, haven't they? I think. Yes, yeah, seventh yeah. in the league. And they've built a decent little side. They lost an orange on the opener, but beat Sheffield Wednesday, beat Blackburn. Not too bad. They are a decent side. They did really, they really well, didn't they? Yeah, they've got players like Adama Traore. Not Aaron that Connolly's one. rocking around. He was playing the Premier yeah. League a couple of years ago. Not very well, but he was there. <laughs> he was Liam Delaps on loan. <laughs> That's not a bad pick-up. Mm. Other than that, a load of players I, I don't really know. Still at the last year, well. though, obviously the playoff race went right down to the wire. There was eight, nine teams right at the sharp end. Yeah. You know, apart from Burnley. I think... Are <laughs> yeah. Leicester the new Burnley? Maybe. But I think we could have a brilliant battle going on for the playoffs between seven or eight yeah. teams, similar to last year. So and, I like and, you say, and again, the same as last year, we've got some really exciting young coaches. Yeah. I mean, you've mentioned, Kat, you mentioned McKenna. Uh, McKenna there. But I also think that the Leicester manager, obviously... Pep's former yeah. assistant, that Enzo, en- yeah, Enzo Maresca, he's a really good manager as well, only 43 years old. I think he's got a good future. But what I like is Russell young, Martin as Young well. kind of managers coming through against your typical championship managers in Wagner and Farka. Who's Birmingham's and... manager? John Oostus. I don't know who he is. He is he's a manager QPL. Yeah. Oh, and Kidderminster. Well, he's, he's worked his way through yeah. the levels. So far Russell Martin's now at Southampton. Ryan Lowe at Preston. I also don't know him. They're all very young. He's only 44. Mm. They are pretty young. So there's a lot of the teams at the top of the league at the minute have young managers. Liam Rossinha at Hull. He's actually got a job now. Rather yeah, than looks the like it. Sort of but he was Derby's manager. Then he got demoted to assistant coach. Did he come on an interim basis? Maybe. No, he was always assistant coach. It's... It, the, uh, they put the Derby manager uh, role below it because he was the interim. Then he was yeah. assistant coach for a couple of months once he finished oh, up being yeah. interim. And he just joined Hull in last November. Right, okay. But yeah, he does have a job. Alright. Somehow. And then Stoke, um, I'm expecting it to be like Mark Hughes, Alex Neal. He's also not He's the oldest. He's kicking around, He's 42. How young was he when he managed Norwich then? Well, Norwich was 2015. Blimey. Eight years ago. He was... A 34. child. Alex Neal was a child. He was 34 when he managed Norwich. I did not know that. He looked like 50. He has, it's because he got involved so early. And then what for the Valorant Ishmael, who is a really good man. He'll be sat in a couple of weeks. He will be. But, good one. Really exciting league. Yeah. Yeah. That certainly is. Shall we look at some other exciting leagues? Because yes. two other leagues that came back this weekend for their start of the seasons is, of course, the Bundesliga and Serie A. Which one do we start with? We'll start with Serie A. And, uh, Serie I want to talk about AC Milan. They're going to piss it. Because they were on last night, you they're, think? They're going to piss it. Well, everyone started strong, to be fair. Like, Fiorentina won, Juve won, Napoli won, so Atalanta won, Inter won, AC won. No shape has been taken. Roma draw, drew. Because Lecce had joined top. Of course, yeah, you can't really tell much from the first game week. But Milan played some nice stuff, didn't they? They did. And who they just signed today? No. Someone. Re- oh, Benjamin Pavard. Yes. That's a fantastic pick up. Pulisic and Giroud, back to a bang. Like, this is what, right, just look at their starting lineup from yesterday and then just go, is that better than the current Chelsea team? Because I genuinely worry that it might be and half of them used to play for us. They have got, yeah, he said Tamori, Loftus Cheek, Giroud, Pulisic. Pulisic. Look at that team. And we've been linked with players like Leal. That team does better in the league yeah. than we. Tior, great player. Minan, great player. Hernandez, great player. Leal, great player. And you've got youngsters like Okafort and Lorenzo Colombo coming through. Chuck Waze. Yeah, very good. I didn't even know Samuel Chuck Waze was there. What a few yeah, nice moves. This team is mint. They need to, yeah, Milan need to be They're going to win the day. They're, they're going to win the day. They're going to piss it out, right? That's right. So, as I said, Napoli won it last year. I don't think they're very special. Mm, they're good. I don't know what on earth They're good. They're good. But Kratzkel is out until September. Oh, yeah, they're going to win the league now. It's a big cattle day. Out to next Friday. Ossie Men did score a double in their first game. Uh, he's going to do well again, isn't he, really? He played Frozone. He's Frozen O-Name. Frozen O-Name. He's O-Name. played not, incredible. Not, he didn't play Frozone. 
That is the blame for the Incredibles. <laughs> they went well down, though, so it's a bit of shame. Roma Drew, that's slightly concerning. Yeah, but I, I don't mean it's just <laughs> shits and giggles, isn't they he? Signed some, oh, they uh, signed Marcus Leonardo. He doesn't join until January, though. Yeah. Yeah. When Belotti is your main goal scorer, that is a slight concern, isn't it? I mean, it's very interesting. Three-one-four-two system. Crescente looks so isolated. I made it so long, but yeah, and obviously two four. This is the most aggressive attacking <laughs> system. Love it. Love it. It looks like Alwar and Bobe are playing oh, as, as attack midfielders, and then Christensen and Smith are like wingers, so she's <laughs> run, run forward. Love it. Well, yeah, Velotti uh, brace on the opening game. Can Draver brace for um, Salantana? Yeah, I didn't know. Around. He's not 40. He is 36. I don't know why he was playing. Well, it says he's supposed to attack midfielder, but they didn't play any attack midfielder. They played a 4 4 2, so don't. No, no, it was a 3 4 1, so I didn't know it was this bottom bloke. But yeah, brace for Candreva playing. But overall, it's going to be your, your, your usual suspects your yeah. Milans, your Juve, your Napoli, your. Lazio. So, prediction. Who's winning the Scudetto? Milan. Are going to it. I will go boring. Juve. How are Juve going to win it? No because, match. no, they would have been second last year. Allegri plays the most boring brand of football. They would have been <laughs> second. So without the point deduction, they would have been second <laughs> last year. And I don't think Napoli would have as extraordinary a campaign. So, I think they would I just think Milan are going to win it. Win it, won't they? Oh, They're right. Juve. They're boring, boring Juve. <laughs> I hate watching them play. They beat Udinese 3 0. Kiesa's back. Vlahovic scored as well. I, I think they could do well. No, I couldn't. Udinese are actually quite a decent yeah, side. Yeah, they've got to keep it to a 4.1, though. Yeah, it's it's got to be arsed. Yeah. They've got Flora Vin- Flora and Talvin now. No, it's a great pick. He's 30. He's been around for oh. years. How is they he also he signed Jordan Zamura from. Bought, wait, yeah, bought last year alone. No, it's a free. It was a free agent, and then they let him go on a free this summer. Why? I thought he was pretty good. Uh, apparently not. And they got Lorenzo Lucia. Lucia's side's going to win the whole thing. <laughs> Every team we look at, Isaac's success yeah. is there. You've got to be Isaac's success. He was brilliant at Watford. Uh, yeah, pretty much one way to describe his time at Watford. I've got a few other ways. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but. Shall we? Right, I think that's, yeah, Bundesliga as well. Then we'll get into some FPL and then we'll round it up. Unsurprisingly, it's probably going to be boring, boring Bayern. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk they about the opening game? The Not yet, but they did win four 0 in the they opening weekend against the Bremen. Sane got a brace. Kane scored on Matthias Tell coming off the bench to score at the end. He's dull, isn't he? Who? Kane or Ty- or any of the other? Bayern. <laughs> They're so dull. They're a bit boring. Even seeing four 0 on the opening day. No, on three. No, but so, oh yeah, Bayern is boring. But it's not. It, well, you can't kick them out of the league because then it would be dull because no one would fight. No, they would. I don't know. Yeah, they would because Dortmund had right. How, how Dortmund didn't win it last Dortmund year? I do not choking. know. How did they not win it last year? That lost to Cologne on the last day of the season. Yeah. Perhaps some really good football played by, by Tuchel's side. They, their system works really well. and I do yeah. think, though, they've got to be tested against better sides. I think Dortmund will. What did yeah. Dortmund do in their opening game? Dortmund won 1-0. Oh, God. Marlon's got the 88th minute to oh, salvage it against Cologne. Oh, God. If you look at their, their starting eleven, a very good performance. Oh, they didn't play well. Very good performance. Benson Bainey was man of the match, apparently. Fair yes, enough. Was, good player. There. Yeah, you say Guerrero replaced because obviously Guerrero left yeah, free to join Bayern. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Bayern will be seven points clear of Dortmund, who are three points clear of Leipzig, who are one point clear of Leverkusen. Do you think Leverkusen will be right there? I didn't know Felix Lemecca joined um joined Dortmund. Who? Felix Lemecca. Oh no, I didn't know that. We did we're just looking at leagues now, yeah, going, Wow, I didn't know who was there. But yeah. Because that's what, with the transfer window, it's so difficult to keep up with every transfer. Yeah. So then you get to this point of the season. Richard about 300 times a day. Yeah. And Sky, like, plays things like Sky only cover the English transfers. Yeah. So when it's a, when it's a Europe, a transfer in European clubs, you miss it. Yeah. So it's really fascinating to see. But yeah, I, I wanna, I'm fond of looking for all the Bundesliga clubs now. Shall we look at Stuttgart? Because they, they top the league at the minute. Why? And I don't know what they did. So they beat Boschum 5-0. So Boschum yeah. aren't very good. But Mavumpa. Obviously, he used to be known as, or well, well, Silas, people know him as. Oh. Um, obviously, 
Yeah. Had uh, that, that whole name thing. That FIFA card. He was, he was great years, on FIFA. Right. Silver Star. He's got a brace. I've played FIFA in a while. Uh, Seru Jurassi. He's been a decent number nine for a while now. He, he used to play for Ren and has just joined Stuttgart. Got a hat-trick now, Stuttgart in two games machine. for them so far. So he scored in the cup. Right. And Predictions. Stuttgart in the Bundesliga. There we go. Stuttgart in the Bundesliga. And if Stuttgart in the Bundesliga, we'll get Stuttgart. They've got Zagadou. Should we do that? <laughs> Mate, well, hang on, let me see what the Stuttgart shirt looks like. This if Stuttgart get if we're in Stuttgart in the Bundesliga, we'll get Stuttgart shirts for the last game of the season. If anyone other than Bayern wins the Bundesliga, we'll buy their shirt. <laughs> no I've just searched Stuttgart and there's a price and I don't see a picture of the Stuttgart shirt <laughs> and just some fancy buildings. Here Ooh. we go. That, that's the 1980 shirt. Okay, we don't want that one. That's a remake. Um there's there's their shirt from three years ago, that's what I was. Oh, yeah, this is grand. Yeah. 
Take him another six points there. And then Saliba, eight as well. On my bench, yeah, Richardson, three. Akanji, seven. That's another potential nine yeah. points if I take, if I replace Xiao Pedro and Gusto, which puts, would have put me on a bit more of a respectable 56. But yeah. either way, 47, not horrendous. Onana in goal as well for two. It's not ideal. United let me down big time. I'm considering bidding all of their players as quickly as possible. But TFC league-wise, still in the top 200. Fair enough. Fair Could enough, be yeah. worse. Could be worse. And I'm, yeah, still, I am 1.4 millionth overall. Ouch. Yeah. But it's all right because next week I have Nick Jackson against Luton Town and Harland against Sheffield United. And they're going to get hat tricks. Yeah, I, I don't know my team next week. I've still got in my transfer. Um, yeah. Shall we look at the TFC League? Yes. Because we have a new table topper called Usual Suspects. Their team name is Usual Suspects. Their name is Yanni Big One. Welcome to the top of the table. 170 overall, 85 points this week. Shall we run through it? Well, Edison in between the six for a lovely six points. A back three of Botman, Saliba, Astupinian, picking up two, eight, and 11 points respectively. Already a very, very, very good. good start. Across the midfield, pretty much perfect, eh? Mitama 12, Mbuemo 16, Odegaard 11, Saka 3, front line. Captain Harland and still rose to top of the league. Vissa and Jackson. Imagine he'd captain in Buemo. He would yeah. be top of the world right now and he'd be in our league. Yeah. But, but and, and just touching on that thing, maximise their performance. If they put Ariola in over Edison, that'd be an extra four points. If they put yeah. Madison in over Jackson, that'd be an extra two points. That's another six points there. Plus, if they shift their captaincy, they could have been top of the world. They could have been looking at a 100 point game week. And they would have been. They would have got over that two hundred and five yep. mark of the it current overall topper, and they'd be in our league. Yeah, I'd be like, this guy's in our but league. Yanni Big One, congrats to you. You are the game week two table topper. Yeah, Mutant Ninja Skirtles, by the way, back for another season, up in tenth. What we expect oh, really from Mutant Ninja Josh Skirtles. Josh Bertha always doing yeah. well. He was in our league last year and just well. Like, uh, if you're either, if you are in the league, let us know where you are, or if we have shouted you out. Get involved. Make sure you head over to YouTube and comment, and we'll, and, yeah. you know, to make sure, you know, because I don't quite know if anyone we've shouted out before has actually no, not other right. mentioned it. Should we have to do a random scroll through and pick out a team? Sure. Because while they won't, all the top performing ones will be at the top. You can just scroll through and shout something. I'll just go randomly scroll through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, let's go down. Who we do? What we're gonna find? We have found. I'm trying to find a nice score, decent score. Where's give me a decent score? A 73. Is that good enough? Go on then. Babley30 is their, is their team name and the manager is Babley30 Alley. Very inventive, using your name as the team name. Smart. You won't lose it then. Decent game week. Most of the points come from the front line with Antonio9. That was a massive That's gamble. Like uh, well, 11, they did Captain Harlan, so that is a missed mm, opportunity there. Times. Midfield free, they had a Huda which again is a very gamble, seeing he doesn't start. 10 points though. And Buenio picked up the big 16, Saka picking up the usual three. White picked up seven, Stupinian eleven, and then Trippi and Shaw on two and one. No, 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 on two. 73, their bench. It's they, all injured. Yeah, <laughs> the whole bench injured. Great. So much to Silver and De Bruyne. So yeah. they couldn't really maximise any of my points. So fair enough to Babley 30. I've picked out a guy in 49th in the league, mainly for, oh, his, yeah. mainly for his name. Babley 30 was 132nd. 132nd. I've got a guy in 49th, mainly for his name. Tommy Rowe is his name. Yeah. And that's not the interesting part. His team name is Vodka Martinelli. Very that's good. good. Love it. So I looked at his team. Not a great week, but he's still up there. Uh, four for Haaland, none for Pedro, five for Watkins. 16 from Buemo, 12 from Mitama, three from Saka, three from Martinelli, one from Chilwell, one from Gabriel, 11 to Stupinian, and two from Turner. Very similar week to me in that no real points. The only difference was he had Mbwemo and I had Rashford. Yeah. Other way around and, um, you know, kind of same, same sort of playing field. But, yeah, not a bad week for him either and I really like the name. I know we're only allowed to shout out one by one. Shout out two persons. Two people. Two persons. Two, two people. Uh, they're only 49 points. But, again, it's a good name. I just have to mention it. Kieran White with the Backstreet Moyes. Oh, come quality. on. He's won FPL. He wins that the league. That is quality. They didn't score very many points, only 49. They had a stupid now Guaymo um, and Watkins. I'm not they saying anything. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Am I? He benched Pal Torres to get a clean sheet. That was a missed opportunity. 49, though, it's above average. And Kieran White, that is so, a superb name. Who has Pal Torres? 
<laughs> rogue pick. Well, is he four five? Four, 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 five though? Do you think he's four point five? Maybe, yeah. Mm. And now that Mings is out, yeah, pretty much guaranteed Mings. Back, Kieran White with the Backstreet Boys. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Should we call it there? We should call it there. Yeah. We are back next week with another podcast. In the meantime, tonight, the day this goes out, yeah. we are live tonight for Aston Villa Hibernian. We're watching Hibernian. It's a Europa UEFA Europa Conference League qualification match. But obviously, Harry's a Villa fan. Gonna be excited for that one, are you? Yeah, I can't wait. I'm the looking forward to SJM Derby. He's, yeah. he's in good form as well, scoring against Everton, so he's gonna score again tonight. Indeed. And then uh, other than that, Premier Predictions out on Friday. We're live this weekend as well for the Premier League. I believe it's Newcastle Liverpool on, on, on the Sunday, so join us for that. So it'll be a real good one. Hope to see you there. Newcastle tough start the season, given who yeah. they're fat you know, Liverpool, the fixtures tough I start, think, but despite on four points, they haven't looked great, so it'll be interesting. Will be very interesting, but yeah, we'll be back for all of those. Check out all the other content if you want something to watch. In the meantime, head back and watch last week's podcast where we talked about Aston Villa, Newcastle, and those other fun things. That is everything for this week, though. Thank you guys very, very much for watching or listening, and we'll see you next time. See ya.